Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working-age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayo Day. No, Kayo Day, I will, I will let you talk. Kayo Day. Kayo Day. I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayo Day. That's why more and more Legosians are tuning in. Half a million Legosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Legosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, 1,842 new confirmed COVID cases over the weekend, 902 in Lagos. So that's up from uh, 1,508 cases last weekend uh, with 890 of those in Lagos. That tells you that this outbreak is growing. So please continue to take your precautions, limit your movement, wear a mask when you go out, keep your distance from people when you're can and uh, wash and sanitize your hands. Let's all do our part until we can all get vaccinated. Second hard fact of the day, President Buhari has signed the petroleum industry bill into law. Femi Adeshino, his media aide, announced it today. Later this week, we're going to, I think it's even tomorrow actually, tomorrow, we're going to be uh, talking about um, uh, the refineries specifically, but perhaps later this week, we'll take time to to analyze the content of the harmonized bill which the president signed. Remember that the Senate and the House of Reps had slightly different versions of the bill and then they had to harmonize it. So we're going to take a look at what the final product looks like. We'll talk about what details made it in, what details were left out later this week. I'll tell you what day uh, specifically that we're going to do that. Third hard fact of the day, voter registration is ongoing and you can register online. Just go to cvr.inecnigeria.org. cvr.inecnigeria.org. So C as in Charlie, V for Victor, R for River. Make sure that you do your part to decide who your leaders will be and who your representatives will be. Fourth hard fact of the day. I know there's so many hard facts. huh? The fourth one, phase two of COVID vaccinations began today. The official kickoff has happened in Abuja. This phase is for the general public. So if you did not get vaccinated during phase one, please make plans to get the jab this time around. Of course, I'll bring you details of when and where you can get it in Lagos once it's clarified. Uh, The information we have so far is that the first batch of vaccines for phase two comprises 4 million doses of Moderna vaccine and about 110,000 doses of Johnson & Johnson. Which brings me to our fifth hard fact of the day. It's another vaccine fact. 
40 million. That's how many vaccines Nigeria is buying. Nigeria is buying these vaccines through the African Union. Most of those are going to be single-dose brands, right? So we've not yet um, gotten a timeline for when those vaccines will be bought and when they'll arrive, but I'll let you know once we do. That's because I want all of you to get vaccinated from that batch. I mean, there's a million of you listening to me right now. And if all goes well, there will be over 40 million vaccines. This means that all of you will be able to get one easily, right? It would be wrong of you to choose to miss it. And I know that that cannot happen because one million negotiations cannot be wrong, Abby. <laughs> so keep listening to Hard Facts every day uh, to get that information. I don't have it today, but I do have a great show for you, starting with the big weekend. We'll talk about a group of Abuja women who raised money to fix their local road. Then we'll talk about the PDP vowing to take Ayade and Omahi to court for defecting to the APC. Then let's talk about Apostle Johnson Suleiman's legal battle with a YouTuber who claims that uh, one of his miracles is fake. And then we'll talk about Sanusi Lamido Sanusi saying that all Nigeria's economic progress of the last 40 years has been wiped out in the last seven years. And then we'll talk about the Yoruba Council of Elders saying that uh, government should not prescribe Sunday Bogo's Yoruba nation. On today's Checkpoint, Chukudi will be here bringing you security matters. And on the big hard fact, we'll talk about the third wave of COVID-19. The infection numbers are still rising. So are the hospitalizations. So we'll talk about how government is approaching the third wave, what the public should know. And I cannot wait to have that conversation with you. As usual, we'll bring you the latest updates uh, every hour on the hour and then hand you over to Rufai after the, uh, the big news at six o'clock. But let's get right into the big weekend. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. And these are your hard facts. The big, the big weekend. If private groups are fixing government infrastructure, should they have government's powers? Should defectors vacate elective offices? Does Johnson Suleiman have a case against Israel Balogun? And do Nigerians have better buying power than they did in 1981? It was a big weekend. <laughs> Very big weekend. I don't know if we're going to get to all the stories, but we'll do our best. Huh? Let's get into it, Lagos. Our first story is a very interesting one from Kubwa in the FCT. For the last two years, a group of women in the area have been raising money to repair their link road. They call themselves able women. They claimed that their road was in terrible shape and the government had simply refused to fix it. The women got tired of complaining and they decided to do something about it. First, they started filling potholes on the road. Then they taxed themselves and they also got donations from passers-by. And after some time, they decided to start fixing the entire road. So to raise money, they started charging a toll. They made motorists pay between 50 naira and 100 naira each time they passed. And they've been using the money to fix the road section by section. And the able women are saying that if government doesn't take over, they'll finish the road and then move on to other projects. 
I want us to talk about this because it's a trend that we're seeing a lot all over the country, not just in Kubwa, in Abuja. You have community groups stepping up to do things that are actually the job of government, right? You have uh, estate associations, for example. In some places, these associations are handling sanitation, security, power supply, road repair, and they're doing all this without the help of government. So we'll come to uh, uh, Lagos, for example, because it's not enough that these groups are doing all of these things without government help. Sometimes they even end up getting into problems with the government. So Lagos, for example, right? Uh, A lot of estates are quarreling with the state government over their gates. Government says that they're not allowed to close their gates during the day if the road is a thoroughfare. But the estates are saying that they need to close the gates during the day to ensure their own security, which they say that government isn't helping with. I remember we talked about this at the time. Do you remember? We talked about that dispute here on Hard Facts. And I think that uh, we're probably going to see more and more of things like that going forward. Because essentially, you're having these local associations taking over jobs that they believe that government is failing to do. These things are the things that local governments are supposed to do. Council developments are supposed to handle it. The state governments are supposed to handle it. And you have these communities taking over these roles. So doesn't this mean that over time, they're going to start telling government to stay out of their affairs? Won't they start demanding more and more powers to solve local problems? And if that happens, are we seeing the evolution of a new type of local governance? Because when we talk about restructuring, we often talk about it in grand examples, right? Like state police. But this thing that is happening at the neighborhood level where associations are taking on local governance, isn't it also a type of restructuring? I don't know. Lagos, tell me what you think. What do you think about these able women in Abuja? Do you think that more and more neighborhood groups uh, uh, will take on government's job? Do you even think that they should take on government's job? And if you think that they will take over government's job, how do you think this will affect the power of government at the local level? Women, call me on 01465-7190. 01465-7190. Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. Still to come, the PDP says they'll approach the courts about defections. We'll talk about that, but we'll take calls and then talk about that. We're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We're also on YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. So let's uh, hear from Amos up first. Amos is in Abuja. Hello, Amos. Thank you for calling us. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. Welcome. Yeah, I think I think it's because of, this is happening because of the failure of uh, people getting the right people into the local government. Okay. You know, I did being it's not the godfathers that choose who our local government chairmen are. Hmm. I did the people are allowed to elect the responsible people they believe in to get to the local government. Right. You understand? This kind of thing will not be happening. Right. You know. So, and I think this will continue to happen as long as the local government is not allowed to do their function. And I have thing on my mind again is this. Because I was thinking about this thing when I heard about uh, the Igbo people, their money, and the way they spend money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking, if you get to a point where they should call themselves together 
talk with their government and do a train that can take them from Lagos to Rizzo to Katakos. Okay. Dropping people off along the road. Okay. Because since government has failed to do that, the able people with their money should be able to come together, talk with their governors, get rid of way, and do that kind of... So they can stop uh, so that the harassment of policemen on the road when they are going for their Christmas can stop. Okay. Yeah, so obviously Nigeria has failed in, in all, all, all aspects. So people should start thinking but, of coming together. But if it's people do of, uh, that, but if people do that, don't you think it will affect the power of government at the local level? Obviously, from local, 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 local government or whatever is not functioning. Mm. And we cannot continue with that, with that level. To we need wait to, for them. Involve. We need to change. Mm. It's part of the restructuring we are talking about. Amos uh, in Abuja, thank you very much for calling and sharing your thoughts. We've got Victor Nikorudu on the line. Hello, Victor. Hello, Sandra Grafton. Good afternoon. What do you think about these able women in Abuja? Honestly, uh, to me, what they are doing is right. Okay. Because when you have a nation that, that are being led by people who are self-centered, it's things like this that normally happen. Honestly, these people that call themselves our leaders, honestly, they have fed us. And when you expect somebody to do something for you and the person refuses to do it, then you have to find a way to do it by yourself. The only problem I have is when people start doing something like this, they start to fight them, start to get in trouble with them just unnecessarily without knowing that these people are even helping them to do what they're supposed to do, instead of appreciating what they are doing. For instance, in my area, some, some, some things like this happened some time ago between church and the local government. Okay. Just because in front of the church was so bad and the church decided to fix it up. Immediately, they dropped uh, Latroite and Carnets and all these things. Mm. The local government people came up and started to make trouble with them. Ah. Which is very, very bad. So local government did not work rude. Church decided to work rude. Local government now showed up. They showed up and start making trouble that what concerns them that it's not their responsibility to fix up the road and all these things. Which, is, if at that particular spot I'm talking about mm, now, mm. That, that road is completely bad from beginning to ending now, as I'm talking to you now. So the church hands off and the local government still did not fix that road. Yes, and they did not fix up that road to this moment, as I'm talking to you now. Would you look at that? The problem we have here, we allow them to make laws, the laws that can only favor them alone, that will not favor the masses. If, if Nigeria I really want to move forward. I thought this thing within my own very self, and mm. I think it's, it's good. I share it as well. Let me tell you, I suggest that if if Nigeria truly want to move forward, mm-hmm. before they will make any law, you know, if for instance, you know, if they want to go to see that as 2020 2023 is coming up now, mm-hmm. they, they think we should register so that we can be able to vote. That's right. 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 If they want to make any law, mm-hmm. let them publish that law out and seek for people's opinion over the law. They already do that. They already do that. They they have public hearings about laws that they want to um, enact. They already do that. But the question is this, at the end of the day, what happens? Good question, Victor. Thank you very much for calling. The People's Democratic Party says they'll approach the courts about defections. The party says they need the court to make it clear once and for all whether or not defectors must leave the seats they were elected to on the party ticket. On Saturday, we first heard from Nyesum Wiki, the reverse governor. He said, quote, the time has come that the judiciary must rise to the occasion to make a final pronouncement on this issue of defection and that
that will go a long way in strengthening our democracy. Because if we do not take action, you'll find a situation where you'll have only a one-party state and that will not be good for our democracy. So I've encouraged the PDP. They must file a suit against the governor of Ebony State, David Omahi, and the governor of Cross, Cross River State, Ben Ayade, for defecting to the All Progressives Congress without any reason provided in the Constitution or any other enabling law. What the PDP is looking for is not just that they want to reclaim the seats, but that a pronouncement must be made by the judiciary on this incessant defection without any reason at all in order to enhance and strengthen our democracy, end quote. That was from Nielsen Wike uh, over the weekend on Saturday. Now, yesterday, the PDP itself agreed with Wike. The National Publicity Secretary, uh, Kola Olobondia, uh, said, quote, for us, for us in the PDP, Every case of defection, whether by governors or legislators, will be tested in court. The mandate belongs to the party, not the individual. We will go to court and ensure that the people's mandate is not stolen. End quote. A lot is going on. Before this, the PDP has been complaining a lot about defections. They've accused President Buhari of turning Asso Rock into an APC recruitment center and of using the EFCC as a threat to get PDP leaders to cross. Now, a lot of people are asking, if those PDP politicians have clean hands, how can the EFCC be used to force them to defect? That's number one. But uh, anyway, the PDP now says that it's moving from complaining in the media to protesting in court. And you heard that they want the court to give a clear ruling once and for all about whether a defector can keep her seat. I didn't hear them making this argument in 2020 or when they were about to do, do elections. But let me give you some background on the legality of this thing that um, they are talking about, right? So there were two conflicting judgments, Atiku versus PDP and Amechi versus PDP. Do you remember when uh, Atiku was vice president, he left the PDP for the AC. And PDP at the time wanted him gone from the vice presidency. But the court said that Atiku was elected in his person not his party. So he remained vice president. Fast forward to 2007, Rotimia Mechi won the reverse PDP uh, governorship primary, but the party replaced him with Celestia Omehia, who did not even contest in the primary. Omehia then won the general election and he was sworn in as governor and Mechi went to court. Supreme Court ruled that he was the rightful winner of the PDP primary. But instead of calling for a new election with Amechi on the ballot, the court ruled that Amechi was the governor. Court said that all Omehia's votes were really for Amechi as the rightful flag bearer because the vote was for the party, not for the person. After that, the constitution was amended to say that any elected official who defects will lose their seat unless there was a factional split. So that's the, that's the case law and the constitutional law on this issue. But nobody has really put it to a new test in court. But now the PDP says that they're ready to. What do you think? Do you think that they should test these defections in court? If you had your way, if you made the rules, if you were a Supreme Court justice, would you allow defectors to keep their elective posts? 
Women, call me on 01465-7190. Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. You can still talk to me about um, the able women in Kubwa who are fixing their roads, uh, who have raised the toll, who are charging toll to uh, road users and using the money they raise to fix their roads. We have the same thing happening all over the country. Uh, in Lagos, you, you know all the numerous uh, stories about what happens in Lagos. And I, I'm asking uh, what you think about this situation, right? If you're having local associations taking over jobs that government is failing to do, doesn't this mean that they're going to start telling government to stay out of their affairs eventually? Won't they start demanding more and more powers to solve local problems? Are we seeing an evolution of a new type of local governance? Is this also a type of restructuring? Peace is in Ipaja. Hello, Peace. Hello, Sandra. Good, good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome. Okay, I'm calling from Ipaja. Yes, good to have you on the show. Concerning this uh, road rehabilitation by the uh, individual, mm. the local government there, they are just there as figureheads. Okay. There are so many roads that are bad. You understand? They mm-hmm. don't even care about the, the masses. How, what we are suffering, all of them is to extort money from one way or the other. Now they say they will impose toll gate on major federal government roads. The roads are not in good shape. Streets, major streets, bad. Everywhere bad. Everything. They are self-centered. They are there for their pockets. We are tired of these people. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for calling. Peace says we're tired of these people. We're tired. 99.3. Hello. Yeah. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Uh, Aburime is my name. Welcome, Aburime. Yeah, I want to talk about the uh, defecting governors and so on. If you were chief justice, what would you do? In fact, if if, if, if I would be accused of, uh, of being overzealous, I would send them packing. You will, you will what? <laughs> <laughs> I say I will. Any governor that does not resign his uh, governorship and he uh, decides to another party, we will send packing. Ah. This is popular. Let him go and uh, let him resign and contest. Abby? Yes, now. If you resign, the, 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 the seat will be vacant and another election will be conducted. Hmm. So it's strong. They are fraudulent. Those who do that, they are fraudulent. Hmm. Okay. Thank you very much for calling to share your take with us. On WhatsApp, uh, we've got people who are sending us messages, so we're going to take a look at them as soon as they drop. But let's go to Facebook very quickly. Uh, Safa Sundubest says, Defection is the major problem in this country. If a party like ABGA wins the next presidential election, you'll see them jumping into ABGA. This is the reason fighting corruption will be very difficult. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, um, we'll keep taking your thoughts. We'll keep taking your calls. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Every Monday, we start the show by bringing you the biggest stories that broke over the weekend. And we've given you two so far. We have a couple more coming up. More news and information coming up. We'll be back in a moment. 
everybody needs a little help every now and then. Sometimes it's sugar or salt, or an extra hand to change a flat tire or a small loan. At Kuda Microfinance Bank, we believe that your bank should do more than just store your money. We want to do more for you. So when you use your Kuda accounts to pay bills, buy airtime and make transfers regularly, we'll offer you an overdraft which is a low interest loan that you can take anytime you need it. No long talk, no collateral, no paperwork involved. Just download CUDA on the Play Store or the App Store, open a CUDA account and use it regularly to qualify for a CUDA overdraft. CUDA, free banking for you. Fami and the gang in partnership with Sign Up Consult present the latest invention in human history. 38 Bars. Follow the nation's finest sports gang through the 38 game season as we deliver live football updates and analysis at your favorite bars across Lagos. The revolution is here and, and live on Nigeria Info. Reach out for sponsorship and advertising. 38 Bars with Femi and the gang, where football meets lifestyle. Listening to your number one station for talk. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. We've talked so far about private groups fixing government infrastructure. We've talked about defectors. Do you think they should vacate their elective offices? Babatunde Fasonya on Facebook says, PDP has a very good case on their hand. There were, oh no, where's that message? Hey, you don't run no because it's on live feed. Oh God, oh, I hate it when that happens. Anyways, that's my cue to bring you um, our next story. This one takes us to church. Apostle Suleiman is in a legal battle with a YouTuber. His name is Israel Balogun. And he made a video about uh, two Suleiman crusades in Auchi and Atlanta. Apparently, in those events, Suleiman claimed that something called miracle money was happening. According to Suleiman, miracle money is when angels deposit money in people's accounts supernaturally. So the money is not coming from a real bank account here on earth. It just appears in the account. And according to Balogun and Suleiman, people in the congregation at both events claimed that they received these angelic alerts. They were shouting, they were showing their phones, they were praising God. But Balogun on his YouTube channel called it a scam. He claimed that there's no such thing as miracle money and that Suleiman is lying. So what about those people that claimed that they received the money and they were shouting and dancing? Well, Balogun accused them of being in on the scam with Suleiman. After posting that video, Balogun says that he received uh, threats. He received threats, dozens of threats from Suleiman's supporters. In fact, let me play you uh, a video where Balogun talks about his accusation and the threats. If you're watching on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, log on, shop, 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 shop. Nigeria Info 99.3 on Facebook. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. But if you cannot stream right now, well, I've got audio for you as well. After the video that I did, analyzing how Apostle Joseph Suleiman did a miracle money in Atlanta and in his church in Nigeria this year 2021, June and July. And I have received countless of calls, 
messages from his member asking me that they are coming after me. I will get missing. They will make sure nobody hear of me anymore. That they have the power to send me to where I belong. As a matter of fact, one of them said and he confirmed on his platform that he will send, he will let me hear the language that I understand. And I think the last time such message was mentioned in my country, Nigeria, it means that anyone who carry firearm will be shot or those who call bandits will be shot on sight. And I've never been found to carry firearm. I've never been called to be, I've never been any part of bandits, but the guy was uh, bold enough to say that, look, we are going to get rid of you. You want to hear what he said? Look at what he said. Sorry, you are looking for followers to have the God to read the cup of justice to a man. When I will send you my photo, you will see my photo on WhatsApp. I travel to Ukraine, and I interview Dr. Kaba. I have a your mentor's guy on my palm. I have his bag on my palm. And you, for me to pick you is a small thing. And I will pick you up. I'm already on your trail. You are looking for followers. You are looking for people that will subscribe to your channel. Then you want to use man of God. You want to use Apostle Suleiman for Ridiko. So that if you get traffic to your, to, to, your, to your pages, you are lying. I will get you. Yes, this call comes from this man call himself Honorable uh, Honorable Obi West. He lives in Finland and then he was the one that called me on video, I mean, on, on WhatsApp, threatening me and telling me that my, my life is about to come to an end because I spoke against the money miracle of Apostle John Suleiman in Atlanta. And also, it didn't stop. There are many of, many of his members who have come to my DM and they have sent me message of different kind, making sure that they shut me up, they threaten me, they are threatening my life, threatening my family, threatening everybody. They said they know the address of my house, they know where my, my wife works, they know where my family resides, and that they are coming for me. Now, this video, I'm making it to Nigerians and to anyone watching it right now. Please. If I get missing, if I find one thing, if my family is not heard from anymore, if anything happened to us, if I'm being roped up, if I'm being set up, if anything happened whatsoever, knows that this man are the one behind it. Balogun also got a letter from Suleiman's lawyers. They told him to retract the claims and write an apology letter or face the law. He refused, so the next thing, he was arrested. The Federal Criminal Investigation and Intelligence Department, FCIID, charged him with criminal defamation. Now, he's been bailed, and his lawyer, Inibehe F. Young, says that they're not backing down. They say that Suleiman's case has no grounds because Balogun has not lied about Suleiman. F. Young says that the case will hang on whether or not Suleiman, quote, acted truthfully or deceitfully by claiming to command angels to deposit miracle alerts and miracle money in the accounts of worshippers, end quote. And F. Young and Balogun are convinced that Suleiman did not. Meanwhile, here's what Suleiman had to say about the issue. There's something that is becoming a pattern and we need to address it. That a liar has been in the office for a long time doesn't make it the truth. Longevity is not legality. Now, when anybody wants to open a YouTube channel or have a blog that will sell, one of the strategies to make people get attracted, to get lots of views and comments is to attack pastors. 
and I'm one of the major subject matter. I don't have a problem with that because a million abuses cannot do nothing. But what I have a problem is that at the end of the month, YouTube is paying you for insulting me. So we need to have an agreement. Go ahead, insult me, but pay me. If you want to insult me, pay me. Then do the videos. Abuse me, you have my permission. Because one million videos cannot bring a true man of God down. That's the truth, nothing. My life has proven that to you. Media is a wrong means. A man of God you can only bring down through media as a man of God who doesn't have proofs and results of his calling. Now, the, the, the problem now is they have his miracle money. If you talk against miracle money, you are insulting God. That I will now arrange with people at my level. What am I looking for? Money? Name? That I will now want to impress you. If you talk against miracle money, you're insulting God. And he also said that uh, if bloggers and YouTubers want to insult him, no problem. They should just pay him first since they're making money from the views on their pages. So this has been raging uh, all week. It came to a head by the weekend. And, um, you know, that's that's what we saw happen. That's how that's how the matter end. Hmm? Okay. All right, then. Now, I wonder what you think about all of this. What do you think about all of this? You've heard what uh, the parties had to say. What do you say? Do you think Apostle uh, Suleiman can make a defamation case here? Do you believe that he can prove that miracle money is not a scam? And on the other hand, do you think that the YouTuber can show that it is a scam? What do you think about both their statements? Women, call me on 01465-7190. Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. And yes, you can talk about the other stories that we've talked about on the show so far. We've got Jen in Ajah on the line. Hi, Jen. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As, an, as, as we were just trying to explain this, Wahala with these uh, two people. Mm. I was just laughing out loud in my office because I don't know what to call the pastor. I don't know what. I don't want to use a, a derogatory word. But one question I want to ask is if anybody with his right senses can define what a miracle money is, I don't think this is an issue. Okay. A miracle money is just money that you did not expect. Okay. You know, maybe you were not even expecting someone to to give you money and, you know, you just get it. That is the miracle money. Okay. And it cannot fall from above. It must come through someone's channel. For goodness sake, manna fell from above. God gave the children of Israelites manna from above. And those days are over. And it will never happen in the history of man and planet as a game. So I don't understand this man saying that angels from above, the, the angels go to the bank to send the money, or where the angels working in the bank sending the money. I just don't understand. Like, this whole thing is just crazy. I just don't, I, I don't get it. I mean, people are just believing all these lies. Because to me, they are lies. If, if okay, you get an alert, it must come through a process. It must come through a channel. It must, it must have a bearer. It must have gone through the internet. It must have gone through the bank for you to get it. So what is uh, Suleiman trying to tell us? That angels sent money from heaven and it entered into your bank account? Is that possible? 
It's just like coming to tell us that a, a snake came and swallowed more than which we know these are all lies. Lies, lies, lies from the pits of hell. It should stop deceiving people, please. Jen, thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. 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 All right, call us back if you can. 99.3. Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, what's your name? I am Paul from Lekin. Paul, welcome. So we've got three stories so far. Which one do you want to talk about? I'm interested in this uh, apostle, Paul. Is it apostle? Suleiman, sorry. Yep. All right, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sandra is so funny. I'm a Christian. Okay. Um, just as the last caller said, it would be hard for manna to fall from heaven. This generation, it would be very, very... I don't ever think it will ever fall. Okay. And uh, we Nigerians, we are so cheap. As in, we are still going to be falling. As long as we are looking for miracle, mm. we are still going to be falling. Okay. Everybody is being brainwashed. Miracle here, miracle there. I can... I can a true somebody who read Bible opening mouth and said that angels he created somebody's account on earth. I mean it's is laughable. Honestly, these things make other religions look at the Christians like, oh it's a, it's a business, it's a gambling. I mean I don't understand why is it always in the news? one story or the other, one story or the other. For me, hmm. <laughs> the man, one day we will all witness, this is the beginning, we will all witness, we will witness the end. That's, that's, how, that's what I want to say. Thank you very much for calling to say it. Let's go to WhatsApp. Uh, on defections from one to another, if I am Chief Justice, the defector will lose his seat immediately. But my fear is, currently, will the APC and PMB allow the Supreme Court to do their job? That's a message from uh, Declan Mberede. Declan Mberede? Oh, okay. Declan Mberede from Agudaoba. Declan, I love your name. Thank you very very much for getting in touch. Sandra Pastor Suleiman is a showbiz pastor in Nigeria. It's a shame to the body of Christ. That's a message from Idemudia Joseph, who is in Festac. Uh, Robert says, Sandra, please don't allow people to turn today's show to church program. <laughs> okay, I will do my best. President Sandra, this road rehabilitation by the dwellers shows how the government has failed with their primary obligation, but great one for them. Uh, this prophet of a thing in this Nigeria, imagine a prophet predicting bet niger game to betters ridiculous uh that's a message from ima uh from a who also says all prophets see nothing all right let's take another call 99.3 hello 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 thank you for calling what's your name good afternoon sarah Sarah, welcome i just want to say if he's really a pastor i don't think he should be bothered about what people say Okay. Because I know there's this popular man of God that recently passed on. Mm-hmm. I think uh, TV Joshua, people said a lot of evil about him and he has never replied them for for once. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he should be bothered about that. That's my own take on it. All right, Sarah, thank you very much for calling to share your take. Sanusi Lamido says that the last seven years have wiped out the economic progress of the last 40. 
Sanusi is the immediate past emir of Kano. And before that, he was the governor of the central bank. And here's what he said, quote, In 1980, Nigeria's GDP per capita on purchasing power parity, uh, power parity basis was $2,180. In 2014, it appreciated by 50% to $3,099. According to World Bank, where we where were we in 2019? $2,229. At this rate, in the next two years, in terms of purchasing power parity, the average income of a Nigerian would have gone back to what it was in 1980 under Shehu Shagari. That means that in 40 years, no progress. We made zero progress. 40 years wasted, end quote. Sanusi Lamido Sanusi talking there. Now, as you know, GDP per capita is the country's um, GDP divided by its population. So what it measures is if we were to share the entire wealth that the country is producing in a year among all the people in the country, how much would each person get? Uh-huh. Lots of analysts are commenting on Sanusi's point that by 2014, uh, GDP uh, per capita was 50% higher than in 1980, but has been falling since then. A lot of people have been com- commenting on that. A lot of them are saying that um, uh, the Buhari administration is to blame for that because they took over in 2015. But Sanusi says that there's a lot of blame to go around. He said, quote, it is not about one or two governments. It's about decades of people throwing away opportunities. And every time we are given a chance to make a change, we go back to the same old things, end quote. Now, I want to know if you agree with that take or if you believe some governments have been worse than others when it comes to Nigeria's economy and the standard of living for Nigerians. I also want to hear from those of you who saw uh, 1980 very well. Those of you who were maybe adults in 1980. You know, you were either an adult or you were in your late teens. Because the data is saying that the purchasing power was around the same as now, based on similar GDP per capita. So if you lived through that time, tell me if the economy was easier than today. Or if it was harder than today. Is Sanusi right? Is he right that uh, Nigeria has, uh, uh, you know, digressed, degenerated economically? Is he right about Nigeria's 40 years of economic progress? Benjamin is in a catcher. Hello, Benjamin. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, welcome. Yeah, I actually, I just want to contribute to what you, the topic you just brought in. So we've got uh, four stories. Which one do you want to talk about? Yeah, so mm-hmm. the issue of uh, Sanusi you just spoke now. Uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, actually, uh, what the statistics Sanusi brought in it. So me, and based on my opinion, I think uh, there is a gov- ex-governor of CBN is right. And it was part of the issue why the time he was struggling for, for his... Uh, for, for the defender of this country, and uh, they, they, they nearly pushed him out before his tenure got as far. So I don't see anything wrong, because even this administration has not done anything good for us. Since when they entered, they invaded into this position, we have not seen anything good. So is it, is it now that we, they, somebody will come and tell us what is happening, that a person who has been in the system for a long period of time will come and tell us now that 
is what is up now. We will not believe. Even with the, even a children, a child that you saw, they they born today. You ask him what is going on in Nigeria, and I will tell you. Everybody is facing the same challenges. Benjamin, thank you for calling. Oh, I, I think I cut you off there. I thought you were done with your point. But thank you very much for calling to share your thoughts. 99.3, hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? This is Ufoma from Agudeshi. Ufoma, we've got four stories. Which one do you want to talk about? Let me go for the CDP stone. Okay. Uh, you know, it will be very interesting if the Supreme Court can seek final judgment. On the age of discretion, you know, mm. the party from one party, jump from one party to one, another party. Mm. Look at this now. You know, most of the people who left CDP mm-hmm. recently, you know, okay, let me say last week, they just grieved down. Maybe they are not seeing anything benefiting today. And they are looking for where something will benefit. You know, most of these policies are not by one. They are not after the people. So that is one of our problems is strong. Mm-hmm. If we can solve that problem, then we get the people. The people jumping from one party to another party, it just gives them what to eat and what to take on. So it will be very interesting if the Supreme Court took a final judgment that discussing without no problem in the party is very wrong. So it, is, it will be a thing that it is just very all this jumpology. Please let me ask you one to Sandra. Mm. If you are they that they said that you the what? The governor of Zampa that the that the federal yeah. from is the matter judged or the first to judge by Supreme Court. It's it hasn't been judged yet. Okay. Mm. Okay. And before I run up, even the concerns are not so you also contribute to the problem of Nigeria. When was he also a six year governor? Mm. You know, there's some money he himself is not supposed to spend as a six year governor that you also spend. So it is made as to say much so that if he is there for so is it a part of the people that work in the economy? So mm. that's my Thank you, former, for calling to share your take. Let's go to WhatsApp very quickly. Sandra, please never involve this present government in the decay in our economy so that you will not incur the wrath of Etim. <laughs> Chibuna from Ojo says. Ifanyi Okuolise from Iba says, What was Nigeria's population then? I am an economist, not shielding the present managers of our economy, though. Does Sanusi have political ambition? Because that is how they begin by running down the present if they're interested in the future. Uh, Ifani also says, I think it's unconscionable for politicians to retain their positions or seats after they have defected. Let us look at morality before talking about legality. It's like reaping where you did not sow. Ifani, thank you very much for your message. Uh, Chooks from Ajaz says, um, if factually there were funds disbursed, tagged as angelic credit alert, the evidence is on the transaction history of each beneficiary and if they refuse to give up their statement of account then this is an organized crime in which the financial sector is an accomplice as well as the police and even the media for such a publicity chooks from Ancha, thank you very much apostle Suleiman did the right thing and he can make a valid case on this this is defamation unless he proves it he even gave him the opportunity to retract his statement and he refused
artist. No one should judge. He should face the music. My name is Victor. Well, Apostle Sleiman also says that um, the Holy Spirit told him not to um, go to court on the subject. So we're still keeping our eye on that story. However it unfolds, we'll let you know. Sandra Sanusi is right, but he cannot exonerate himself. Buhari's administration as a military and now as a civilian did the most damage to Nigeria's economy. I also think it's high time the DSS investigates those so-called angels throwing miracle money. That's John Mark Innocent with that comment there. Grandma Princess says there's nothing like manna from heaven in this world anymore. So those things, all these so-called pastors and prophets call miracles are nothing but hoaxes, fakes and scams. I never believe them and will never believe them anytime. If you fall sick, you see a doctor and receive treatment and God gives you healing to get back your normal health. And if you don't have money to survive, you go and work hard to get money to survive because God the Father that created Adam and Eve, told Adam that by his sweat he shall eat. And this has been the case with human beings. Nothing has changed. Grandma Princess, thank you very much for writing us today. We've missed reading from you. Let's bring you our final story as quickly as we can. The Yoruba Council of Elders has said any plans to proscribe the Yoruba Nation Group or Afeniferi will be ill-advised and also illegal. Here's the backstory. Earlier this uh, weekend, earlier in the weekend, Omar Gwandu spoke with The Punch. He's the SA on media and publicity to Abubakar Malami, the Attorney General. And the issue of the Yoruba Nation rallies and Sondi Bugo came up. And he was asked whether the federal government would proscribe the Yoruba Nation group. And he said that all options are on the table. Well, the YCE did not like that answer. And now they put out a statement through their Secretary General, Dr. Kunle Olajide, and he said, quote, it was ill-informed to plan prescribing self-determination groups. It is a heavy load of mischief. They cannot take such a step. There is freedom of association. This is a democratic country. What the agitation groups want is self-determination. The groups agitating for self-determination are not violent. They've not done anything wrong. If they've done something wrong, they can take them to court and lay before them charges that will amount to prescription. Anyone that anyone cannot just wake up and say self-determination groups would be prescribed, end quote. Now, of course, uh, it's important to give you some background on prescription, right? Under the Terrorism Prevention Act, the Attorney General or the IG of Police or the National Security Advisor can approach the court with evidence that a group is behind an act of terror or has encouraged others to engage in terrorism. Once they do that, the judge can declare the group prescribed. So groups like YCE and the Human Rights Writers Association are saying that there is zero evidence that Yoruba nation agitators have been involved in terrorism in any way. And therefore, governments should not be debating whether or not to prescribe them. Now, again, the government has not said that they're going to prescribe them, but the groups are responding to Wandu's comment that all options are on the table. So to them... The option of prescription should not even be on the table. And I want to know if you agree. Lagos, what do you think about Gwandu's answer? That government has all options on the table when it comes to dealing with Yoruba nation agitators. And what about the reaction of groups like uh, the Yoruba Council of Elders? 
I want you to think about your answer. Hold it. When we come back from the break, I'll take two calls and uh, take uh, messages from social media. We're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, YouTube Nigeria Info FM. You're listening to The Big Weekend on Hard Facts. We'll bring you the stories that broke over the weekend every Monday at 3 o'clock. And then we talk about these stories. And then we move on to other things at 4 o'clock. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. You're listening to Nigeria Info 99.3. We brought you so many stories on today's big weekend. Which one caught your fancy the most? 99.3. Hello. Thank you for calling. Good afternoon. Hi, Austin. My name is Austin. I'm calling from Ayobu. Welcome, Austin. I want to talk about the issue of uh, people jumping from one party to the other. Yes. It is the, the duty of the judiciary to ensure that the needful is done. If you leave it in the hands of the legislators, because they are they are gained from it, they will not do anything. Okay. The judiciary should make sure that the provision of the constitution is strictly applied. Okay. You can't allow people to be jumping from one party to the other. Okay. Because they, they feel they will get something from the other party. Even they should go to the extent of if you resign, contest for any other post. If you lose, you shouldn't come back to that position. Okay. If you start doing these things, they, they, our Democracy will be strengthened and people will find it difficult to be jumping from one party to the other. Okay. That's my stage. Austin, thank you so much for calling to share it. 99.3. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? You have Sociable on the line. Sociable, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about the Suleiman issue. Mm-hmm. You see, there is one thing that Jesus said at Matthew 7, verse 17 and 18. He said, every good fruit bear good fruit. Okay. But what less fruit will bring out what less fruit? I don't know. How can a follower of a certain group of uh, a certain religion be threatening somebody's life? Is that what they learn in the Bible? If at all they have any legal issue, should somebody be threatening another person's life? What actually did they learn? No wonder our society is like this, because people are not taught values anymore. And so, Bible never tell anybody to threaten another person. Even Jesus Christ, they claim to be the follower, was an example. People dealt with him seriously, even killed him. He never got threatening. So it's a big surprise. Thank you very much for calling, Sociable. Uh, oh, I've got that message from about today, Fasonia again. He says, PDP has a very good case on their hand. Uh, there were court rulings about defecting from a party to another party and not vacating the occupant seats. Only if the party is factionalized that the defectors will be spared. I have a strong feeling that the court will remove those PDP governors that defected to the APC. Babatunde, thank you very much for your message. Uh, that was from Facebook. Mainly from Bar- Riga says, lie, lie, pastors, hala. If no be lie, that pastors to pray for me, I need million in my account. I will believe him. Okay. People who doubt uh, Johnson Suleiman did not know their scriptures and capabilities well. If the devil can do it, what more the original God? What your faith cannot pull, do not condemn it. Christianity is not canal or logic in its ways. The spiritual things look foolish 